Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Now, today's guest, I've actually had the pleasure of knowing, wow, it's been almost like two and a half years now, but this is our second time that we've been able to talk face-to-face. She is just a joy to be around and has so many great tips to share. She's also a former Second City star, Um, but today's guest is Joanne Paven. So Joanne is an Uh, a wellness consultant, a speaker, an entrepreneur, founder, and the author of The Meal Magazine, which is a quarterly publication uh, that is coupled with live events that inspire people to connect around food and the meal experience. Now, why did I want to have Joanne come on? She is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to self-care. And as entrepreneurs, man, we tend to put ourselves kind of at the bottom of the totem pole. (laughs) We have a hard time giving ourselves the attention that we deserve. But before we dive into self-care too much, Joanne, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, Katie. I'm so glad to be here. So glad to connect here and share whatever knowledge and value I can add. Which we, we need a lot of that. <laughs> well, you you management. have a lot of experience in this, and you've been doing this for over two decades now. So, it, working especially with with entrepreneurs, executives, leadership teams. So, I know that you are going to just bring a wealth of knowledge to the podcast today. But I touched on it briefly. You come. You we used to do the second city uh, before you moved into the world of entrepreneurship. <laughs> I think that's such a cool, fun fact about you. And you you always just say it as like such a passing a passing uh, accolade. But the second city is is a pretty big deal. Yeah, you know it's fun. I I did that about fifteen years ago, and now I'm I'm aging myself. Right, I'd like to stay um, twenty two <laughs> forever. But anyhow. The, <laughs> I think Second City was one of the best experiences, and I do try to integrate it in a lot of things that I do with entrepreneurs and executives mm-hmm. because we all need humor, right? We just we need uh, the skill of improv too. Might, we've been throwing a lot of curveballs in the last two years, obviously with COVID, and to be able to roll with it and to improv in your life is so is so important like how we had to immediately move you know from offices to home offices and how you have to just say yes and then what you know so i love second city just for fun number 1 cuz i i love humor and i just love to make people laugh and i think that people need to be a little bit more lighthearted in general but i too i love second city because it's so important to communicate uh with others listening and that's one key thing people don't realize that improv is is more than performing. It's mm-hmm. it's listening. So I need to actively listen to you and not just think, oh, what am I going to say next? And I think that was the biggest lesson for me is that people need to be heard. And today we are so distracted that we don't yeah. really listen that well. So it, that's what it did for me. And, and I like to integrate it now into everything that I do. Uh, with corporate, with people who I'm working one-on-one with, 
is that we need to first look at the lighter side, laugh a little, and then think about first, yes, for everything. What what can we say yes to, even if we don't like it, because it might be something that we're just shutting down right away. So, you know, and, and there's a lot of fun games that you can play. I love to play these games with people that have never been in improv that just are life games. And so I don't perform on stage and I'm not a comedian, but I found there was a lot of um, benefit to well, being in Well, that's true. In I mean, like, City. I never thought about it that way with, with improv. Like you said, it, it makes you be a better listener. You have to be able to think on your feet. And I'm sure that that absolutely helped you transition into the world of entrepreneurship and, and starting your own business and, and doing what you, what you do today of, of being that leader, being a good listener and helping others do the same. So let's actually talk a little bit about the whole pivoting. I mean, you you pivoted out of the theater world and into entrepreneurship. Let's just talk about that really quickly. Why why did you decide to to become an entrepreneur and, and go into helping others learn how to value their self-care? Okay. Well, Second City was sort of like um a transitionary phase. It was just something I did as an adjunct. I'd always been an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years. I could, I, I hate to say this and I don't like to say the word hate, but I really don't do well, like working in a cubicle or working for a company. So I had started my own business 25 years ago, right after college. So I am aging myself. But what I did is I, I really loved health and fitness. I loved wellness. I knew that sitting in a cubicle wasn't going to be healthy for me. It can't be really healthy for anybody that does it long term. Like, you know, and that's why I teach people today is to get up and change your environment, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the entrepreneurship, you know, it's, it's peaks and valleys, right? We're on a roller coaster. So when I did second city, I had already been in business for probably, uh, I don't know, like 10, 12 years. And Second City was something that really helped because it was this missing element that, you know, we we succeed, we fail. I had a startup early on in the early 2000s that, you know, it within two years, it flopped and I had to recover from that. And so we talk a lot about resilience. And I think that, you know, the program there, it was a year program. And then I went on to IO, which is Improv Olympics. I just, I got addicted, right? <laughs> but the thing is, is that these, these training programs are, are something that just really help us get unstuck. They, they tap into our creativity. And we need creativity as entrepreneurs. We just do. If we're not creative, we're not on, you know, entrepreneurship is, is just always creating something new every day for your own brand. Uh, so the program there was great because it tapped into um, more creativity. I had to rebound from some failures that I had, you know, early on with the startup. And what happened then is, okay, a whole new road opened up. And, you know, I started doing presentations. I was more comfortable, too, with um, communicating with people because I had done the improv training. I was uh, confident and able to get into more of the corporate uh, side of presenting and being able to teach people wellness on, on that end. And so uh, with that, you know, I have to say that if you're an entrepreneur and you want to just get out of the box, taking a course, you can just take a course, you can take an eight week course, taking something uh, for eight weeks can help open up your mind and connect you with people. I'm still friends with these people. So I would say that that's uh, was, you know, inserted at a great time in my entrepreneurship. And you know, now here I am um, 12 years later, and I'm constantly going back to well, those Joanne, tools you, you that I learned. You brought up a really good point with the whole entrepreneurship 
burnout and having to consistently be creating. I mean, with with social media especially, we've if you're an entrepreneur, basically you have to be a content creator now. Uh, it, and it can burnout is happening to more and more people that I am friends with that I follow online. They're like, I just need to take a social media break. You know, they take two two weeks off of social media because they're just getting that creative burnout. So let's actually talk about that a little bit because you specialize so much in self-care. And how do you help entrepreneurs really kind of dial back from getting that creative burnout and focus back in on the importance of listening to their their mindset, listening to their body when they're starting to to get that burnout? Okay, yeah, that is so important. And there's a couple tools that I use. Uh, so individually and with companies, I use this 4M method and it's simple. I use the M's because it helps you remember. And, you know, the first M is um, meals and that's what you're eating. And the second M is movement and how you're moving or exercising. And the, the third M is meditating or how you're breathing because people don't realize that breath just plays uh, such a big role in your productivity. And so that could be a whole nother topic that we get into. But the fourth M is a mindset and really working with positive affirmations and how you're thinking. So it's how you're moving, how you're eating, how you're sleeping, how you're thinking, really. And with that, you you set, you set each one aside and you start to grade yourself on how you're doing in each area. And I think what people forget is that they need to slow down with everything. They need to slow down and think about what they're putting in their mouth. They need to slow down and think about, am I just mindlessly exercising? Uh, what kind, what type of movement am I doing? If I'm doing any movement at all, it, in as far as the sleep is concerned and the breathing, sleep and breathing go hand in hand when I say, you know, the meditation part, because sleep is a form of meditation. Uh, so you're how you're sleeping. Number one, like that's my biggest self care is sleep. If I don't get sleep, I'm, I'm a disaster. And I'm sure being a mom, you know that like, you know, when you have little ones, it's like the sleep is so big. Uh, so you need to look at how you're sleeping and how you're breathing, because that's just going to affect your whole physiology and your whole endocrine system. And then the meditation, or I should say the mindset part. And, um, that last part is, is just the positive motivation that you need, like your affirmations, like the people that you surround yourself with, like, say, for instance, like a course you take a second city course, or like a team building course, something to get you excited and motivated is mm -hmm. important. And what we found is post COVID people are, they call quiet quitting. Yeah. I have to bring this up because it's such a big deal right now. The quiet quitting is happening. Well, why is it happening? We big organizations and my husband works for one, like a big organization, you, you have to pay attention to your employees mm -hmm. wellness. You really do. You have to pay attention to how dialed they in, how dialed in they are to their work and what you can do to inspire them and to get them excited about being there. If they have to show up, in an office, yes, big time. But if they're at home, you have to still inspire them by group and team effort to come together and camaraderie and all of that. So the quiet quitting is happening because these people don't feel like they're appreciated. You know, they just don't feel like they're recognized or they're appreciated and they're yeah. just doing the bare minimum. So we need a well, big revamp. Um, well, no, exactly what you yeah, said. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about this quiet quitting that is happening because there are, I think that there's a lot of people many probably who who listen to the podcast who have dreamt about 
entrepreneurship. And they're like, well, why not now? I mean, I can't get, I mean, might as well give it a shot. Like things are not the way I want them to be at my business. And you can say all you want about like, oh, well, our, our office has a, a team ping pong table and, and free beer after work. But really, is that is that what your employees need? Is it more time at the office with their coworkers or is it more time outside? Is it having more time with their family? Is what, you know, what is it? Because everybody's self-care recipe is different. And it, it's, it's really important for so many entrepreneurs, especially to, to take that self-care. Like, so for, for example, I struggled with mindset and I worked with a mindset coach. And while I was working with her, I was like, man, why am I struggling with mindset so much? I played sports growing up. I mean, I, you have to have a good mindset if you play sports, because if you go up into the batter's box after striking out last time and go, well, here it goes again, I'm going to go strike out. What are you going to do? You're going to go up there and strike out. But having the right mindset and having those people around you that can help lift you up and support you is extremely important. And with a lot of big businesses, like you said, I think that they're not prioritizing a lot of the the right things that so many people discovered are important to them during the pandemic. Exactly. And you know, you mentioned that um, you played, I I listened to one of your other uh, episodes, (laughs) so I know you were a softball player. So right, you know, like if you if you think you can, you will. If you think you can't, you won't. And I'm going through that with my daughter right now playing sports is that you you can be, oh, you know, the, the negative attitude about anything is going to make you weaker. And we know that. And I know that just because I studied in my line of work, I studied applied kinesiology. And we know that when you see a smiley face, your muscles are stronger. You know, when you see a frown, your muscles are weak. It's it's just the body never lies. So this motivation behind like getting people to care for themselves at work, uh, that they need simple tips. And you know, obviously people say, oh, go to a yoga class or walk outside. Sometimes they need more of a structure. And I don't know if you have a structure, if you have a program, but I think people like uh, to be told like simple ways, like one, two, three, four, you know, how are you going to do it? Um, and make it as easy and, and I guess, mindless, yeah. even though you want to be more mindful, right? You want to be more connected to what you're doing. You want to do it and just kind of get in a rhythm mm-hmm. so it becomes a habit. So I, what type of things do you do? Just because I know you're busy, you're recording podcasts. I mean, do you no, have a I, self-care plan or do you just kind of go depending I on the day? I know there's journaling. A lot of people have talked about journaling. You know, there's, you know, incorporating yoga and breathing ever um exercises. I mean, I have my little calendar here with the daily affirmation. So today's affirmation is my life can expand and grow and be big and glorious as I want it to be. So, I mean, I have all the things around me to try and help with my own self-care, but honestly, the way that I recharge, the way that I get my creative juices flowing again, I have to be out of the office for one full day out in nature, either in the winter, I'm snowboarding in the summer, you know, hiking or, or going, you know, just walking outside, going paddle boarding, being outside in beautiful Colorado really resets my creative juices and helps me get in the right state of mind again. As, as we've talked about before on the podcast, as an entrepreneur, it can sometimes be a very stressful, lonely journey. 
And we have a tendency of just, okay, I have to get this done. Well, now if I want the business to do this, I have to do this project. Now I got to do a course or now I got to, I mean, there's always something else that needs to be done. And yes, I mean, that can definitely help for, for business growth, but there full transparency. There was times, you know, two years ago where I was trying to grow and I was trying to do all the things and I was having breakdowns. I'd have to, I'd go sit in my little chair behind me here and I'd, I'd start crying. And that was a very clear sign to me that I wasn't giving myself the self-care that my body, my mind needed. Most definitely. You know, the thing about the burnout, it's, it comes up, it creeps up. We have what's called the stress adaption syndrome. So our body kind of slowly adapts and we think, oh, we're not stressed. We're not stressed. But it's because it's kind of been like that slow uphill where you have more and more cortisol, res- you know, that that's your stress hormone, cortisol. Cortisol is released and it's released and we adapt because we're really intelligent human beings and our body can do so many things. And we continually adapt to the stress hormone. And then what happens is we're so burnt out inside because that's what it does. You make It makes your system more acidic. Your cells aren't reju- rejuvenating. They're not regenerating. And so we're just becoming sort of toxic, even though on the outside we feel good because we are as humans resilient, but we're just the inside and the mental and the physical have just taxed, right? So we have to stop. We have to stop right in as that upward climb with cortisol. We have to stop and realize, okay, let's do something intermittently, which is like daily, I would say daily to stop that climb. And we need to stop. Like you said, you like one day, I call it the creative day of renewal when you take one day and you go out in nature. And that's what I like to do with companies too, is a creative day of renewal for their employees. You go, you take a day, you interact, you go outside, you might have a class, you might have a team building activity, and then you eat and you celebrate and it's all great. But you have to really find like a system. So it's like brushing your teeth. Like every day I tell people, you know, (laughs) I've got my essential oil here. I say, first thing I do in the morning is breathe in some eucalyptus. I go to brush my teeth. And after I wash, I take the eucalyptus, I breathe it in. (laughs) And it's like, it's, it's my natural, you know, uh, stimulant. It's before I drink my coffee and it just helps me because it clears my mind and it gets me ready for the day. It also clears the sinuses and all that. But that's one of my self-care is having essential oils and having those aromas because I am one of those sensory people that I feel that if I smell something at my desk, it's a simple thing. So a tool for everyone to use and take away is, you know, write down four things in those areas. Like, how are you eating? How are you moving? How are you thinking or how are you sleeping? Basically, how did you sleep and how are you going to rejuvenate yourself through the day? So are you going to take, um, you know, a mindful meditation at noon? Or are you going to lay on the floor? Are you going to go out in the grass and, or are you going to go sit on a park bench? Get, get yourself something that you do in that area as far as, um, breathing is concerned. And then your motivation. What are you doing daily? Like you said, you have your affirmations. I, I love that, you know, reading your affirmation or some people like to do their, you know, spiritual passage for the day or whatever it is, get that going and make it a habit, like make it a rhythm because we need it just like we brush our teeth. We need a self-care rhythm and that will break that climb with the cortisol levels and that climb where we get so maxed out that all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like you said, you're back in your chair yeah. crying and having well, breakdowns. So for those you know? listeners who have a team already in place, so they're, they have small businesses, let's say they have you know admins, they've got some people working for them. What would your recommendation be for those 
people who already have a team in place and they're like, well, I'm implementing self-care for myself. How can I ensure that my team isn't going to quiet quit on me, that they, that they're implementing the self-care? Okay. Yeah, that's huge because that's what I'm usually called on for. So it's, you know, usually uh, somebody from a company that wants me to come in, it depends on the division or whatever, but they say we need a revamp. Like we, you know, we want, I, I speak on a number of topics within the whole wellness or under the wellness umbrella. So Sometimes it's just creating a virtual presentation, uh, an interactive virtual presentation, or getting somebody to come in to do a team day or half a day. Or it might just be like a team that cooks together, like we've done a food event where you all come together, you all decide it's like an in, and it depends on the company and where they're located and if they have the accommodations for this, but you come together and you cook together. And I mean, food, everybody loves food. Who doesn't love food, right? And then everybody loves drink, you know, whether it's alcoholic or not, you know, you just, you, it's, it's rejuvenating and nourishing you at the most basic level. So you, as a, a leader, you have a team, you want to implement something that's fun, but yet can be team building. You get to know your coworkers, even if they're virtual, because, you know, now everybody's virtual and they want to get to know each other a little better and in-person events are back. So get them out of their virtual virtual world and get them to a day event or a half day event or even two hours and make make an activity out of it. Uh, the other thing is just like a, a retreat, a day where they can learn breathing and they can do a yoga exercise or they can learn self-hypnosis. I've done a lot of those. Those are wonderful. People are like, what? I've never done yoga before. What? I didn't know I was breathing wrong. Or, oh, I didn't know what the heck self-hypnosis was. I thought that was like you cluck like a chicken. No, self-hypnosis is one of the major tools that you can use to to, to build your affirmation, you know, your self-affirmations. So these are things that uh, people can do. And, you know, there's a number of different wellness apps out there. I'll say this as a consultant, I tell people about, you know, there's those big companies that are out there that have an app for the employee. But I will tell you one thing about the app is that they're great, but they, but people still need people. People need a real life, um, you know, individual to connect with somebody that they're getting a message from. They, they don't, and, and we don't always want yeah. to be on our devices all the time. And, and the apps well, are on it, a device. So that's what well, Joanne, I, I that. think that that honestly brings up a great point too with the digital distractions. They're everywhere. And as somebody, you know, like there's I have to turn my phone into work mode so that it just stays dark all day. And then, you know, all of these different, you know, Slack messages and emails popping up. And, you know, oh, it, well, there's so many times where I will be in the middle of something and then I'll check my email and then my entire workflow has gotten derailed. What do you recommend to keep the distractions down? Because I think that while our phones have, you know, turned in these into these great portable computers that, you know, we can look at anything at any time, they're, they're, they're distractions and they're the, the longest leash we will ever have to, to staying connected is, is our phones and all of these different pop-ups and ways to stay connected. How do you recommend to people to cut down on all of these digital distractions so that they're not going to get derailed. They can still pay attention and stay focused while they're at work and get more productive, be more productive there so that they're not, uh, they're, they're able to give the time for their own self-care and not getting overwhelmed. Exactly. You know, I'm just looking, we have those options on our phone, on our iPhone, as far as yeah. focus, sleep, 
I don't know if you have an Apple phone, like I'm an Apple user, um, Android, I'm sure they have the same, they do have a similar uh, option to quiet everything. So oh, yeah. it's, do you it's ever in work, this? it's in work focus right them? now. Every time I walk, it, it's, it's actually yeah, location based. So even when I like come down for dinner downtown here, uh, by my office, it, mm-hmm. it'll automatically go yeah. into work mode, even if it's like 8 PM or whatever, but eh, it's fine. I, you know, it's uh, it's a great tool, yeah. but sometimes I'm like, well, I kind of wanted to like be available for people. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So this is the, this is a big topic, digital distraction. And I actually did a lot of work over the past six months with companies on it because it, it generally just reduces productivity no matter who you are, even if you're a kid, you know, and you're not working or you're not an entrepreneur. Uh, I want to say that one of the great um, books that I read, Deep Work by Cal Newport, he's a computer science professor, and he's written a bunch of great bestsellers on just, and a world without email. Now, that's another one to check out about Cal Newport, because he's a king of managing distraction. He he talks about, you know, building his, um, oh, his business or his brand or his awareness around his books without social media. And you're like, what? I know. You, know, yeah. and you being a social media manager, you're like, how? How, how do you do that? Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, so here's the thing. He gets into this thing called deep work. And I just love this. We need to, and again, it's habits. So it's not like someone's going to do it for you. At the end of the day, we all have to do our own work. We all have to do, oh, we have to discipline ourselves to, like you said, put your phone in a certain mode or put it in a drawer. Uh, you have to set a bed aside for your phone and, you know, at night and get it out of the way. Um, what, what you have to do is make sure you have a little card on your desk, like a, an index card that says, you know, I'm going to do, or your time block card. I just like to set it out the night before, like my time blocking. When am I going to do deep work? All right. I'm sure with you, you have a lot to create. You have a lot to manage with podcasting and all of the clients that you coach. You have to have this um, period of time where you shut down. I call a digital shutdown at night for your sleep and a digital sunset, whatever you might call it. And I'm, I'm grabbing these words from a lot of coaching programs that I've been in. So I, I feel bad that I'm not, you know, crediting them, but I've, I've got the, the digital sundown, um, is really important because you can't go to sleep fully and you can't really rejuvenate if you're in blue light after, you know, say you go to bed at 10 after eight o'clock. So you need like two hours at least. I like to do the two hours or, if you can't do that one hour, just shut down the computer, shut down the phone, have the digital sundown, and then your mind is ready to da- to relax and you aren't waking up in the middle of the night or you aren't having um, this interrupted sleep because even though you might go to bed with your computer, you're not sleeping like you should sleep when you're looking at emails and things at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. You're just not. It's proven. They've done like studies on the brain. So you want to create this digital sundown in the morning the first thing you don't want to yeah. look at is your phone that's the you first thing don't want to look at your over, phone you want to give yourself start clearing out the junk emails <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i would say to you and everybody else even myself after i learned these things and i learned these things in the optimized um program it's brian johnson has this optimized coach program i was it was a great program i u- i utilized uh, all the tips as far as be creative before you're reactive so, for instance, you're creative, you're an entrepreneur. Instead of reacting to your emails, wake up, do something creative, like, you know, obviously you have your girls, uh, or do some breath work, or do, you know, if you have a, a, a deck, go stand out, welcome the day, breathe in the Colorado air, and then 
set a time where you're going to go to your emails and you're going to clear them out. But don't do it. That that they shouldn't rule you. You're the the soul mm-hmm. in control. You know that, right? The soul in control. You're the soul in control. So get out of bed and do something creative and rejuvenate your own self. Or I shouldn't say rejuvenate because you've been sleeping. But like start your day that way and then have that time where you're checking your digital uh, you know, uh, devices and then do some deep work. So put everything away for the hours that you're at, at your office, do the work that you need to do, and then go revisit. So you have these time blocks. And it's simple. You know this. You've learned this. You teach this, I'm sure. Yep. It's time blocking. And just creating a, a little digital break in between those. And that's that's going to help people with balance, work-life balance for sure, because they're ruled so, by the phone. <laughs> for, for those that are watching on YouTube, I'm holding up my little timer and it's it's full of different times that like, okay, here is your time to go into emails. And then once it's up, it is up. And uh, it, it's it's made such a difference with the way that I with the way that I approach my work because I was popping into emails and then why was I here? And then, you know, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go back into Instagram and now I'm checking DMs over there. And it's like, wait a second, let's refocus. Where are you at with the day? Like, let's get this stuff on your calendar done. And time blocking, having this little tube timer has been amazing. Um, I'll attach a, a link to it. They're, they sell them on Amazon, but I love it. Yeah, I do. I want, I want, I want but that. It's, That's so it's fancy made such too. a difference. <laughs> and I've talked about my cube timer book numerous times because the digital distractions absolutely happen, especially with social media. I'll just pop in and you know, scroll through the Instagram feed for a while, or I'll just open up TikTok for a minute. And before you know it, an hour has gone by and everything has gotten derailed. Now you're stress working. I love these little cube timers and and the digital distractions. They are very, very real. I, I know when I was doing my morning clubhouse rooms a year ago, I'd go outside and stand out on the back deck and view my clubhouse rooms, but I wasn't looking at my phone. I was there looking out, breathing in the fresh air. And honestly, like you were saying, like even if it's just going outside and breathing in the morning air, that has such an effect for how you mm-hmm. can start your day. And it's it's not you rolling over and getting a blue light right in your face immediately. Mm-hmm. It's you setting your day with intention and setting the day so that you are the priority. You are the one that is is focus, the focus for the day. And it's setting up your day for mm-hmm. self-care with that original intention. But Joanne, this exactly. has been such a great conversation. You know, I love the fact that we've touched on so many different uh, ways that you can emphasize self-care. <laughs> Let's talk about those four M's one more time here with the meals and making mm-hmm. sure that you're putting the right yeah. nutrients, the right food in your body, mm-hmm. you know, the the motivation, right? The, mm-hmm. the motivation or, or movement, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's meals, it's movement, it's meditation or mindfulness, and it's mo- motivation or mindset. So you have those four areas that you really have to master in order to have master peace days, you know, to be mastering your day and not letting the day master right. you. And the food, the food I want to just mention, the food is a big thing. And it's so big that uh, yeah. I even have the meal. The, I, I have this magazine called The Meal. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, it's to inspire people to slow down and to realize that it's not only what they eat, mm-hmm. but how they eat it, who they eat it with yeah. and where they eat it. And that we need to take that whole approach to food. We have to step back and realize that food is, is and eating is a sacred act and that we're not just, we, we, we aren't just these like robots popping stuff in our mouth. We have to slow down to improve our digestion. And digestion is one of the first pillars of health because if you aren't digesting properly, you, you don't have, you know, um, the proper metabolism going on and it's like yeah. a cascade effect. So you first need to focus on, you know, what you're eating no, and how then, you're and, eating. And I know that, you know, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up the episode, but that is something yes. and we could have a whole episode about because I know guilty I used to sit right here at my desk, move my microphone out of the way, and I'd be eating, and I'd be typing, and then I'd be eating and typing. When I stopped in just 10 minutes, which I'm sure like is, is, is not enough, but just took 10 minutes to go sit outside uh, in, in either the lobby area over here, or we have a beautiful deck, balcony outside, go and sit outside to eat. I was, part of me, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I could be doing other than just like sitting here eating. I could eat and get that those emails answered. I could eat and go ahead and check the DMs over on Instagram, or I could go and do my social engagement on, on LinkedIn. But really just stopping, I'll sometimes put a podcast in and eat my lunch, just look around, get some fresh air. And I come back and I'm like, all right, wow, okay. So I've got about four more hours left today. This is what I'm going to get done. Like I come back with intention even though it's just 10 minutes away yeah. from my desk, it makes a world of difference. And, and food is sacred. And I, I definitely think that in a world of rushed living, we have to take the, that breather and sit down and, and talk to the people that we're sitting at the table with, look up from our devices and focus in on the food and the people that, that we're sitting with. It, oh, so much so. And like, again, like that's a whole nother topic and it's a great topic because it's, it starts your health. It's a foundation mm-hmm. for your health. So you're nourishing yourself with the food, but the people that you surround yourself with and the surrounding that you are in nourishes you as well. It's a complete engagement of all five senses when you are out of the computer or outside away from the computer mm-hmm. and away from your phone, you know? So one lesson I will say, just take this away if you're listening. Take your phone and get rid of it from now on when you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just put it on, you know, the island or, or put it in a drawer or get it off of the table. And and don't bring it to lunch with your colleagues, you know, or don't bring it to lunch with, you know, anybody really. Just put the phone away and start that way. Start to try to eat without the phone and then go from there. You know, then you can start the <laughs> elimination of the phone in other well, areas. Well, if people want to learn more about what you what you teach and what you offer and sign up for the the quarterly newsletter the meal how can people do that how can people get in touch with you well they can go to my uh, website joannepavin.com it's j o a n n e p a v i n.com and there there's a link to the meal as well so the meal is a separate site themeal.net and you can sign up for my newsletter um, you can connect with me there or you can send me a dm on linkedin and I'm, you know, getting better at managing my social. I'm not real good at social. That's why I connected with you. Well, you're awesome on LinkedIn. I always know <laughs> I have to get I, the- you're, you're very active on LinkedIn. So be sure to connect with, with Joanne over there. And you're still hosting some clubhouse rooms so people can yes. 
follow you there and listen to what you yeah. have to say there. And um, how, are those weekly rooms mm-hmm. or are you kind of popping them up and just follow you on LinkedIn to find out when those rooms are happening? Uh, yeah, right now they are. Right now they are weekly and, and two times a week, Monday and Friday morning. And that's on how to optimize your health, some tips and discussion on how to uh, master your days through healthy awesome. living. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. And uh, we'll be sure to, to connect with you again. This has been an awesome discussion. Thank you, Katie. It's great. And enjoy the rest of your day. Make it a masterpiece day. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.